Hey, thanks for checking out the Blake Benz podcast. On today's episode, we sat down with Lisa Williams. This is hands down one of my favorite episodes. Lisa tells probably one of the most incredible stories of how to deal with a tragic loss and become unstuck. She's a digital media marketing expert. She's also the host of a podcast called Recognize Your Truth. I absolutely recommend it. Be encouraged as you check out this episode. I know I am and absolutely follow her podcast. And hey, if you are enjoying the podcast, definitely consider being a sponsor of it. You can check out more patron.podbean.com slash good advice. Appreciate you and I will catch you next week. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. I am excited for today's episode. I am sitting down with Lisa Williams. She is the host of the Recognize Your Truth Podcast. It's a phenomenal podcast that focuses on personal development and improvement. She's an entrepreneur on an incredible journey that she started a year ago. Lisa, thank you for being here today. Hey, Blake. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to share this time with you. Well, I'm excited for you to be here, and I, I'm thrilled that right before we started recording, you told me that you started your business a year ago. So is this, is this your birthday month or, or what? It is my birthday month, and you know, in, in having that conversation with you, it just kind of dawned on me that, wow, it's been a year. And <laughs> you know, you, it, it didn't, I didn't even think about it until you asked me how long I've been in business. So thanks for jogging my memory. Of course, of course. Well, tell me, tell me first of all, where are you right now? Like, where are you calling in from? So I live in McKinney, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. Yeah, I drive through it whenever I'm, uh, I, so I live in Northwest Arkansas and it's okay. a five hour drive from Dallas and I typically yes. drive through McKinney. Awesome. Yeah. So. And it's beautiful. I, I love it. It's, it has that small town feel, but yet you're still connected to the big city. That's awesome. Cool. So tell us a little bit about your, I'd love to start as a fellow podcaster. I'd love to start with talking about your podcast. I love okay. the name, recognize your truth. How did you come up with the name? Oh my gosh, it's such a long story. So <laughs> let me let me go back and, and first say that I have been a want to do a podcast person for eight years now. And so eight years ago, <laughs> the microphone that I'm talking to you on, I actually bought. And um, my life kind of fell apart after I bought it. But I, I had this dream. I wanted to do a podcast. I was listening to podcasts before they were even cool to listen to. I mean, I think at the time, eight years ago, if you think about it, there might have been like 50 podcasts total to listen to. Wow. And now there's, you know, thousands and thousands of them. But um, well, so, I, I have to ask, do you remember what the podcast was that you listened to? Oh, so the people that I follow still, I follow them today. Um, let me just think. Shalene Johnson was one that I listened to a lot of. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the people. I think some of them don't even exist, but, but some of them are still there and still around. Lewis Howes was definitely one of them that I've been listening to for a long time. Um, and probably a lot that have come and gone and faded. But those yeah, well, two were, were probably two that I listened to from the very beginning. 
So you were listening to podcasts, you, which is so funny, by the way, because, uh, and I loved how you talked about, you know, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to make a podcast, <laughs> but you were kind of like the, I'm going to start a podcast person. Cause I'm sure both of us hear this a lot. Just when people are making small talk with, Oh, you have a podcast and I have a podcast and I'm like, Hey, I want to start a podcast. And it's funny to me how it feels like people are like perpetually sometimes in that group of, I'm going to start a podcast. You know, it's like, I'm going to start one in 2020. Or I had one guy who he was like, I'm starting mine in 2021. And I was like, why? 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 So long? That's forever why? from now. Yeah. yeah. And so hats yeah. off to you. When, when was your you. first episode? Um, I actually launched in July of of this year of 2019. So um, it launched uh, July 31st of this year. Wow. Yeah. And what's that so, journey been like for you? It's been incredible. Um, so I get to meet people like you through um, having a platform to bring guests on. And I'll, I'll kind of tell you what what started the actual true launch of my podcast and being this summer was I was out of work. I had lost my job back in June and I am very spiritual and I knew that that was going to be something that I was going to just give it to God and allow him to take, take me on the journey of wherever that led me. And I knew that I would land a job that was going to align with me both spiritually and with, with my capabilities. And so in between job hunting, I decided to launch my podcast and really, truly focus on my passion. And that's kind of where I was looking for a job on LinkedIn and was finding all these people, these wonderful, amazing people that were just dropping lots of great content. And so I started connecting with them and saying, hey, do you want to be a guest on my podcast? I would love to get to know you better. And, and that's kind of been my, my podcast journey. So I've, I'm connecting with people like you. But I want to go back because you asked me how I came up with the name Recognize Your Truth. And so if you will allow me to share a little bit about my story, I'll kind of tell you how I came up with the name. Um, about a year and a half ago, I um, lost my fiance in a tragic car accident. And my life took a complete different path than what I had expected. And I was going through a ton of pain and depression and having suicidal thoughts. And I needed to find a way to not live in that pain anymore because we could go through pain and we could drug it away. We could drink it away. We could, you know, whatever verb you want to put in there to, to get rid of that pain we can do or you could take a different path and pour into other people and get that gratification for yourself, knowing that you're lifting other people up. And so I'm standing there in the shower one day, which is, I think a lot of inspiration comes on those moments when you're driving or you're in the shower. <laughs> and um, I decided I was going to create some little sticky notes where I was going to put a different affirmation on each sticky note that had a powerful I am statement. So I am real, I am bold, I am enough. And I wanted each sticky note in a pack of 50 to have a different powerful saying on them. And so that's kind of where I started um, with my business idea. And then I needed to really 
hone in on how am I going to market this and how am I going to create a name for myself? And, and so what I was finding is I was going through a lot of, um, a lot of pain because not only was I going through grief and depression from a loss that was so significant in my life, but I had a lot of people that were, um, really saying some horrible things about me and really making it very difficult for me to believe in myself. And so I had another group of people that were, you know, and you and I had talked about this a little bit off air where they were empowering me and encouraging me. And one of the things that they just kept saying is walk your truth and stay, you know, true to yourself. And so that just kept resonating with me is I need to be who I am. I don't really need to be worried about what all these other people think about me. And that's kind of where the name came from is recognizing who you are and walking, walking your own truth. How did you, how did you, cause it feels like we go through these circumstances that are traumatizing. Sure. Or they're, they're so unbelievably challenging and it's like we, we, know what to do, I guess, in some ways, but you also hear these, you you hear things like, you know, walk in your truth. It's interesting to me, how did you turn that into actual like practicality where it's like, you don't just hear the statement and it's like, yes, because you know, you hear these things that you're like, oh yeah, that's so true for me or that's so right, but I don't know what to do with that. Right. And so how did you, you know, as you were navigating this, you started thinking about what is my truth? Like, how did you, cause the person I'm talking to now, it's just, it's, it's obvious that, I mean, you're, you're obviously, you know, you're glowing, you know, you obviously really believe in what you're doing. You know, you're, you were a delight when I was just talking on your podcast, a delight to talk to. And so Thank you. there's, there's obviously, there's been some things that have happened uh, inside of you. I, I would just be curious to hear a little bit more about the actual practical. And I don't know if that's, if I'm, if I'm searching for two in the weeds and answer. It's just, I'm just always curious how someone goes from stuck to unstuck. Unstuck. So I will tell you, um, and, and, and it's still a process, you know, I mean, it's, we're 18 months into it and you still, it still unfolds, but there were a couple of aha moments. I, I think for me, first of all, I was in grief counseling for a good solid 10 months. And when I say grief counseling, I was there two days a week for an hour and a half. <laughs> and some days we just sat there and I just cried. And that was my grief counseling session. And so, you know, I look back at those times and I think of all the things that my counselor was helping me with. And he, he just kept saying, those are narratives in your head. Those are narratives in your head. But until I believed that they were narratives in my head, nothing was going to happen. I was not going to move forward and there was not going to be progress made. And so again, creating my sticky notes and, and creating those affirmations, it's constantly, constantly telling myself that I could do this, that I could, I could get up in the morning, that I, I have a bigger purpose, you know, because honestly, Blake, I will tell you, I'm going to be really raw and truthful. I did not want to live. I didn't. I, um, I didn't want to get out of bed. And when I did get out of bed, I, and if I had to drive somewhere, I would 
just be like, uh, okay, well, I know I'm going to get in a car accident because that was the way that he was killed. And so I know that that I'm just going to die right here in this car accident. So just go ahead and and save me all of the worry and the and the the pain. Just do it now. And so, you know, having to retrain my mind to understand I, I'm I'm okay. Uh, my life will be okay. And I also have two very young adult children and, you know, just recognizing I, I want to be there for them as well. And I want to, I want to not be there in this pain and this grief and this shell of a body. I want to be there to impact their lives and empower them. And that's kind of what also led me down. I want to impact and empower others. And when I started seeing that I was able to change my mindset and really understand that I have choices. And so the way that I had to come to the conclusion of, of getting to a better place is there's a circumstance that happened that was beyond my control, right? I, I can't control what happens, um, a, a car accident, you know, I, I can't control that, that happened. And so the only thing I can control is my response and my reaction to that event. And that's what gives me my outcome. And so just learning to change how I thought and how I felt and understanding that I'm okay and I will be okay. And I wanted to be happy and have joy in my life. And I also was finding that although I have an amazing and wonderful circle of people around me, I, I was finding that I could tell that my energy and my sadness was also bringing them into a sad place as well when we were when we were talking or when we were around each other and i i've always had this great high energy and people really like to be around me because of that and i was finding that not that people didn't want to be around me because they were certainly um, compassionate and empathetic and understanding but i was finding that that was being that I was dragging them through my sadness and through my, my journey as well. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that anymore. So you, you, and I'm just, I'm just in awe of your story. I'm just, I'm just processing it as you're telling it. So you, you remember that there's this level of impact and influence that you, you know, your, your, <laughs> your, your life isn't done. There's still these incredible right. things that you can impact on people. And you're obviously, I loved how you talked about how, you know, you were kind of working it out for yourself and love the sticky notes. And I don't know, since there's an, a video component, if you wouldn't mind holding up the sticky sure. notes because you were showing right. them to me earlier. So, here they are. Yeah. Um, I, okay. So I'm going to put my microphone down. So, okay. <laughs> okay. And so each sticky note is like, and I'm just kind of going through these and each sticky note has like a, just a different powerful statement on them. It just, and those, those are actually on my website at recognize your truth. I love it. Well, so you started doing that and then you started, I, I love how you started realizing, I guess, tangibly like, wow, people are starting to get energized around what I'm doing. So, so walk me through, you know, you start the business and you know, what is, what does that look like for you? So 
a year ago, starting with sticky notes and getting certified to become a coach and a trainer and a speaker so that I knew that I, my journey was unfolding and I knew that I had such a powerful story that I can make a powerful impact on other people in a positive way. But my, like I said, my story was still unfolding. And so I had to continue to let it unfold before I felt like I could make an impact on other people. And so, you know, come fast forward to let's just let July of this, of this year, that was felt like the right time and the right space to launch my podcast. And I felt like God gave me that space and he gave me that opportunity to start connecting and resonating with, you know, with other people and, you know, meeting, you know, bringing people on as guests and meeting people like you. And then it also allowed me to, to realize I, I can make a difference in other people's lives. And I go on every single day on, um, on all the platforms, just do a, a quick little video of something positive that I, I talk about, you know, and I love the feedback that I was getting that people were, you know, you think, oh my gosh, is anybody going to actually watch this video? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like, you, you know, like, like you think, <laughs> do I really have something to say that people are going to want to to hear? And what I was finding is when people were commenting or even private messaging me or even texting me if they knew me personally and just saying, I really needed to hear that today it made a huge difference in my life. And that's, you know, you asked me, how do you get out of where you were? That's what started my climb of getting out. You know, I would go live when, as soon as I did my sticky notes, I went live on Facebook, I think every day for about 40 days where I took a sticky note a day and just talked about I am enough and how you know I felt about that. And, you know, asking people, how do you feel about it? And when people were messaging me and telling me that they really needed to hear that, that just perpetuated that I really need to keep doing this. And so it, it energized me and it fueled me. And that's kind of what got me to where I am today. It makes me think of um, sometimes I heard some expression and I don't remember where it came from, but someone said something like, whether you realize it or not, there are 10 people out there. It's, it was, oh, I remember what it is. It was for every one critic, there's 10 people out there who think you're a total badass. Right. Even, even if they never told you, right? And so I, I love how, you know, sometimes, I, especially when we think about like social media and like that whole thinking of like, like I remember I posted something one time on, a, I think it was on Facebook or something. And one person commented, like literally the first comment was, delete this post, save you know, the hundreds of people who are business owners, the agony of following this bad advice. Uh -huh. I was like, I remember at that moment, I thought, wow, I need to delete this. Like I felt so embarrassed, but then I got a private message from someone literally a few minutes later who was like, wow, I really needed that. Thanks so much. Yeah. And it, it's, it's interesting how it feels like part of, of, you know, having the endurance to run a business involves being mindful of who you're going to listen to. 
it's so true. It's so true. And and like I said, you know, I had these people that were really pushing against me and fighting against me. And I, I was in a horrible lawsuit. So, you know, my energy was draining, my time was draining, my efforts, you know, financially, everything was being pulled in all different directions. And then I had this amazing group of people that just kept telling me, push forward, push forward, push forward. And you know, it, it just, like you said, you have these people that don't believe in you or want you to fail. And then for every one person, there's a, a group of people that, that are constantly pushing you. And I, I will have to say that that my circle, my inner circle, I'm forever grateful for them because they truly were such compassionate, loving people that really, truly helped me in a time of need. And when I say helped me, I don't mean financially. I don't mean with tangible objects. I mean, helped me with just listening to me, just being a phone call away, taking me out for a cup of coffee or grabbing a lunch, just maybe even sitting with me and just being silent. But what they gave to me was such an an invaluable inexplicable thing because they gave me their time. It, it makes me wonder like people in my own life who, if I'm just accept, if I'm just accessible for, uh-huh. you know, how that can help, you know, cause a lot of people are, are, are looking for people who can be in their corner. And I, I love how sometimes I wonder if like we isolate ourselves too much where it's like, there's someone who's in need and it's like, well, you know, I don't have any money I can give them. Or I can't solve it right. for them when maybe all they do need is that person to listen to them. Yeah. I and mean, that goes a long way. Yeah. I, and so, oh, I'm sorry. Go well, ahead. I, I was just going to say, I'm amazed by your resiliency because I just, as I'm listening to you, I, I just, I just, I, I try to put myself in your shoes and I think of how each one would have taken me out. You know, you have this tragic loss, which is every person's worst nightmare. Right. You had this painful litigation. I had a friend of mine who went through a lawsuit and it just, it just mentally, emotionally ruined him. Draining. So you're, so you're Draining. going through that. And he even, right. he even was pretty, felt pretty good he was going to win, but it's still like the whole process just took him out. And then to have people who were, uh, I don't know if they if you said they were close to you, but just people who were, who you knew who were vocal about being against you. Right. I mean, that's three different things that I'm just, I'm kind of amazed that you, you just had that resiliency to be able to overcome all of that. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Oh, well, thank you. And I think that comes from it. Yes. I I mean, I'm giving a lot of credit to my, my people around me and the circle of friends, but it also came from that deep, deep seated desire to not live where I was and to know that I can make a difference and, and I can make a change, but it had to come from within me. And so that was really where that resiliency came from was focusing on knowing that I I could, I could take this to a whole new level and I could help other people recognize that they don't have to live where they are either. Like they don't have to live in that pain and don't get me wrong. Here's the other thing that I have learned through this journey is I, I feel like you can live in duality and duality is an, is a term that I really didn't ever think about or really know what it even meant 
in the past. And I think for me, uh, coming to the understanding is you can have happiness and joyfulness and you can have sadness all tied up at the same time. And I think we want one or the other. I think it's human nature to say, oh, I'm, I just am sad today. Well, no, you can be sad and happy at the same time. And that was, um, something that I had to really work through and understand and come to terms with uh, on my own. People are just really complex beings. And I, right. I think it's okay to accept that sometimes. Yeah. Because I think, I, think, I, I think sometimes we feel like this, I love how you articulated it, this duality, but we, we feel the complexity of ourselves sometimes. And I, I think sometimes we get I'm actually, I'm projecting actually. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I feel, um, shame's probably too strong of a word, but it's like, why am I feeling this way? Or like, why am I making, like, why am I, pro- like, why can't I just keep it simple for myself? Right. And I think sometimes it, it has to be okay to recognize that like, yeah, I, I feel both of these things. And, and cause I don't know, I just, it just seems like it's, it doesn't have to be so, <laughs> you know, what's wrong with you? Like, why is it not, you know, and so I don't know. And, and why do we question when we feel something other than joy or other than ha- why do we question that that's wrong? Mm. Like it's a feeling. So it's, it's not wrong or right. It's just a feeling. But we always want to, like you said, psychoanalyze or think that we're not enough or not doing enough or, or whatever. Or broken or broken. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've come to understand we're not broken, we're not sinning, we're not um, we're not anything. We are just living this path of life the way that, the best way that we know how to live it, and it's okay to feel anything you feel and and work through those feelings. And I think that's the other thing, Blake, that has helped me in this process of of moving forward in my life is really feeling the intensity of my feelings and knowing that they were okay. So when I was in a lot of pain and in a lot of grief, it's okay to be in that pain and it's okay to be in that grief. And what's not okay is staying there and, and living there. So, um, you know, really pushing forward with my feelings and understanding that it's okay. It's okay. And, and not shaming them. Yeah. Yeah, the shame piece. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. It's yeah. actually I I remember when I was so when I was thinking of leaving my firm and starting my own business, I just remember feeling so unfulfilled and so unhappy and I would come home and I would go straight to the patio of my house and there's this big beautiful tree that's it's like a few house it's like a few backyards over and uh-huh. I could just see the top of it. And I don't know why I would always fixate on this tree, but it was just massive and beautiful and incredible. And it was one of those trees where like we're in the summertime, the, um, the leaves kind of have like a silver sheen to them, like in the sunlight. And so I just remember, I always fixate on this. And I remember thinking like, I am so unhappy with my job. And there had been people who I had maybe shared that with, and they were like, you shouldn't feel that way. You should. And they were trying to be encouraging, right? Right. But there was one person who really stood out to me who he, he, he said, I, I share this with him and he goes, I would really lean into that. Yes. I would really lean into why you're unfulfilled. Like it's okay to sit there for a minute and I would really just dig in and think about why that is the case. And it was, it was so counter to what other people had told me, which was, 
you know, get past it. You're fine. You're good. Right. And, and it felt like I, when he said that, it felt like I was giving myself a break, kind of like permission to, okay, I can feel this and I can right. dig in on this and think about, and the, and the beauty of this whole thing is that's, that's, that's then what led me to now my, my current dream job. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and isn't it interesting how we always want to suppress what we're feeling? And we even, I mean, I'm a mom, I have two young adult kids, and I, I look back to at times suppressing their feelings, you know, like, oh, it, it's, it's not that big of a deal, or it didn't hurt that bad. And so we always want to suppress these feelings instead of allowing them and leaning into them, like you said, leaning into them and allowing that feeling to just move through you and understanding that it truly is okay it, and, and, and not feeling the guilt or the shame. And I think in society, we, we kind of have this um, overarching view of everything needs to be perfect. And I, I think that that's really prevalent in um, a social media society. You know, um, I'm going to give you an example. I did a blog post probably a week and a half ago, and I took a picture of myself and my daughter from a year ago versus um, just recently. And we both look happy. We're smiling. You know, you, you can't tell the difference of what happened between that year. But the title of my blog is The Difference a Year Makes. And so a year ago, we were in a lot of pain. But not only was I in pain, she was in pain. And I wasn't realizing or recognizing the amount of pain that she was in. And so we were disconnecting on a rapid level and fighting um, epic battles with each other. And so you look at the picture as you do on any social media platform, and there's these two smiling mother daughter, you know, awesome little picture. <laughs> and what you really don't see is all the, the pain and the, the grief and the, the really truly anger behind that. And so the following picture, which is right underneath on my blog, is a picture of us just happened to be a, a week ago. And what you see is happiness. You see this, this us smiling, but what you don't see is we're truly happy. We truly have a connection. We've come a long way and built our relationship over the last year to really connect again and, and form that true mother-daughter bond. But now as her being an adult and, and just, it truly has been an amazing journey of, of recognizing, you know, where you are and, and not, I think going back to my point is, you know, we see these nice, big, shiny things on, on social media and really you don't know the truth behind them. It, it feels like transparency and authenticity. If we could all really embrace that, instead of always projecting the best version of ourselves. Right. It's funny how my wife and I, so we've been married for almost six years. And uh, the first year was really, actually the first like two or three years were really hard because I really yeah. liked this person. And then once we were married, it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I like you anymore. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> tough to live with you. And right. she, she felt the same way. She was like, this guy is, and she would, I remember her just in tears would be like, you're so different from me because we just saw the world so differently. And, right. And because you don't really know until you really know that person. Of course. 
But so I remember her saying, I remember there was like one night, she was literally in tears. She was on Facebook and, and maybe it was like a holiday or something. And, you know, couples are all posting like their Christmas photos and things like that. And she's like, all of these couples are so beautiful. And ours, you know, our relationship isn't or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, honey, people are not live streaming their fights. Right. I mean, it, it's a false reality. Right. And, and, but I see it a lot like in the business world where, you know, people want to project how incredibly successful their business is and how, you know, and I mean, frankly, they're, <laughs> a lot of people just lie, but I, I see it right. also in people who, when I have the first conversation with them and they'll say, yeah, I started this business and, you know, it's a $25 million business and yada, yada, yada. And I can tell there's this like, sort of like, I, I'm just, I'm trying to um, just prove my worth. And it feels right. like that's what we're doing with social media. And if we could right. just, if we could just be real and just let ourselves speak for ourselves, <clears throat> I just wonder what that would do. I don't know. Well, and it's funny that you say that because like I said, I, I do a little video every single day that I post and I edit it. Um, I don't edit anything out of it. I just edit where I add a, a little tagline at the end where I add my my website. It's just a little tagline. And so I ended up posting the wrong video, the unedited version where I couldn't get my clicker to stop the video. And so you see me walking up to my phone and pushing. And I think I dropped like an, you know, shit or something like that. <laughs> as I'm doing it. And I accidentally posted that. And so I, I realized I posted it probably after it had been out, you know, pretty much the whole day. And then I went and commented on it and I said, oops, posted the wrong version of it or the unedited version of it. And then I got so many comments of, at least it shows that you're real. And yeah. so it, it's, it's showing up and being authentic. And I, I say that because that was a, a little funny mishap, but those little bloopers, they, they make a difference. You know, yeah. people want to see that you really are real. And, you know, although I, I edit my videos as far as just adding the tagline, it, and, and I would have taken off that little piece where I would have walked up to the phone to turn <laughs> it off. But, sure. you know, it just, it allowed, you know, people to, to realize, hey, you know, she, she really is real. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think people want to work with people who are real, right? They want of to, course. you know, they want to work with real people who are authentic and who, um, I love, I don't know if you know, Zach Messler, but Zach's, uh, he, he helps people with basically their messaging. Uh-huh. And, uh, he was saying how he doesn't like that word authentic because everyone has now abused it. Sure. To like, Oh, I'm so authentic. And it's like, they're not, but like that real right. authentic authenticity is so valuable. And I think people, it's, it's like magic when someone sees that you're real and authentic and it, it really builds that trust factor. I couldn't agree to you, with you more. And you know what? I think like for me, um, I wanted to build that, that trust factor and that relationship. And that's what fueled my passion to do my podcast was having that real connection with people, like just this conversation that you and I are having. I mean, right. We're just talking, but it's your podcast and it's your platform. And I get to know you a little bit better and you get to know me a little bit better. And, and how awesome is that? It's incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah. tell me, tell me just as we're running out of time, 
what what is your business doing for 2020? Like, is there anything that's like totally top of mind or or even especially anything that would be exciting for some of our listeners to engage with? Sure. So what I have found in launching a podcast is I've got a lot of people asking me, how did you launch your podcast? And so I have a course that I am um, working on and putting together. Um, it's very basic. I'm not going into a lot of detail as far as um, how to monetize or anything like that. It's just how to get it up and running. And so it's really more for technically challenged people because I am a one woman show and I've had to learn how to do everything myself. And I've, it's everything is self-taught through either YouTubing, Googling, you know, whatever. And so I'm taking all those notes and I'm putting them together to create um, a course on how to launch a podcast. And that will be out actually um, in a couple weeks. And then for 2020, my vision is to continue to bring on coaching clients where I feel like I can help them, like you said at the very beginning, get them unstuck. So move them in a forward motion from where they to where they want to be. And, you know, for me, kind of going back to explaining, I was in counseling and, and yes, that moved the needle forward, you know, at, at a small little snail's pace. What really impacted me was, was coaching and, and, you know, diving into personal development and figuring out, you know, how do I, figuring out what I explained to you, that there was an event that occurred and it was my reaction and response to it. And so I want to help other people understand that concept. And so that's my goal is to bring on some new coaching clients for the next year. I love it. And what I'll do is whenever that, for the listeners, whenever that course is live, I'll add it to uh -huh. the podcast description so people can check that out. Uh, okay. In the meantime, how can people directly connect with you here and now? So I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's um, Lisa Williams and it's Recognize Your Truth. My website is Recognize Your Truth. I have a blog, Recognize Your Truth, and I have a podcast, Recognize Your Truth. Well, you've made it easy because you didn't, you didn't do what I did and like change, have different names for different things. So <laughs> great job there. Well, thanks Thank for you. being on the podcast today. It's been awesome. Thanks, Blake. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. And I've loved how casual and um, authentic this has been. <laughs> That's the goal. And for the listeners, let me know what you think about the episode. Absolutely reach out to Lisa. Check out RecognizeYourTruth.com and her podcast, Recognize Your Truth. Uh, follow her on all the social media platforms. And as always, you can email me, Blake, at GoodAdviceCoaching.com and let me know what you think about the episode. Have a happy Thanksgiving and I will catch you next week. See ya.